Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is 1031. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We've got your voicemails coming up at 1130 this morning because we wanted to talk with Hammer from Hammer and Nigel, who did that uh, fantastic interview on your part with Jim Lucas, who uh, avoided jail time after pleading guilty to misdemeanor charges of operating while intoxicated. So, uh, good job. And shout out to Nige. He couldn't be mm-hmm. here today, too. But uh, yeah, that thing was crazy yesterday because the whole process happened in about 10 minutes. We had a completely different 5 o'clock break ready to go yesterday. But I remember back when the situation happened with Lucas, and this was late May. I think it was May 30th. And, you know, I threw the Hail Mary out there, sent a message. It's like, hey, if you want to tell your side of the story, mm-hmm. you know, we're here. And that's not uncommon. I would do the, I'd do the same thing to Hogset, to Mears. If you guys want to tell your story, we're here. Come on. Now, I know those guys are never going to come on. Never heard back from Lucas, so I thought, all right, fine. About 4.50 yesterday, after the news broke of the plea deal, I got a text. And we're at commercial break during the show, and he's like, I can come on now. Hmm. And we said, okay, well, how about 5.06, you know, right after the news at the top of the hour? He said golden, and that's how it happened. Uh, look, we talked about the start to start the show. You guys are obviously number one. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, well, so are you guys. In well, your time well I know, I know. But I mean, you know. This I, is what I, Real quick, before we get on a tangent here, this is what I love about WIBC. We can do national stories, and we also can do local stuff better than anybody. I know people will say, well, you guys are the only game in town. But there's a lot of competition, right, between podcasts mm-hmm. and watching cable news and listening listening to music and all that other stuff. The fact people come to this radio station every day, and I hope they know now, if they didn't know before, we're going to be completely honest. Sometimes you're going to agree. Sometimes you're not going to agree. But we're going to do our homework, and we're going to come with it. The the number one thing for me was the the body cam footage, the first 40 seconds, where he clearly knows what what he's done. He clearly knows what this officer is asking. It was described as a van because he had a cab on the back of the truck. So it's very easy in the middle of the night while some person is watching you jump a barricade to get that confused. He knows where he's gone and he's getting super cute with the officer because he's referring to it as a van. And then in your interview with him, just complete denial about what he was doing and why he was hiding that van. I mean, that was what stood out to me. Yeah, and I think there was a little moment of confusion between Representative Lucas and Nigel, because mm-hmm. Nigel was the one that asked him, hey... Were you or, trying to hide it? Or were you it trying, like to, you hide trying it? to hide it? Right. I got the impression. And it sounded like he thought Nigel was calling him dishonest, and they kind of went back and forth. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean... Our goal yesterday was to ask all of the things that people have been talking about. And hopefully, I think people think that we did a good job. And I will say this, whether you like the dude or you can't stand the dude, Lucas came on. That's more than Hogsett would do. That's more than Mears would do. Now, you may have a problem with it, Rob. I heard your show earlier, but I will say, you know, it's not an easy thing to do to jump on and... If it but, were, we'd, we'd have more of our leaders on. But, but I think, and I think the social media stuff has proven this over the years. And again, you guys did phenomenal and you totally should have taken it and you guys hit it out of the park and it was great. You got a lot out of him that you wouldn't have gotten in a statement. 
I'm just saying as a former elected official, you are given a trust by your constituency, right? Above, that is who you serve before anyone else. And the fact that a guy who clearly has just a need for attention based on the previous social media behaviors, to not at first address your constituency and go to what is, well, the most amount of people will hear me here. It's a guy that is, it just comes off as a guy who's been just craving attention for the past two weeks. And now, oh good, now I can get it again. Well, maybe maybe we asked first. Maybe that was the case. Well, but, he, maybe but, he, we did. but he could have issued. There, no, I'm not saying that he should have gone somewhere else. I'm saying a statement, an apology, a town hall, something to the people whose trust you have violated before. Well, I know I'll get the most amount of attention here, and I just crave it, uh, crave attention. And I realize other people could interpret it differently. That just as a former elected official, that is absolutely the, the polar opposite of how I would have handled it. So not saying this has ever been you. I'm not saying that at all. But if you were in this situation, Rob, as an elected official, would you have had a town hall in Brownsburg before jumping on WIBC? Because, again, WIBC is a pretty strong vehicle here, right? We go far up north. We go down to almost the Ohio River area, east and west. It's the most powerful radio station and signal in the state of Indiana. Well, and maybe this is part of an overall thing, which is a lack of ownership, where he clearly tells you and I, and you guys again did a great job pushing back on him, that he doesn't have a drinking problem. And to me, it's just a collective lack of ownership, I think, that bothers me, where there is, and Casey said this, I don't think I heard the words, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. Well, that's what I wanted to ask Hammer about, because he did say, I own this, I made a mistake, it was a hiccup. But he never said, at least as far as I know, I'm sorry. I apologize. And to describe it as a hiccup. No, dude, you blew through a barricade on 65. That's not a So am I missing it? I mean, I know he admitted the mistake. You know, we've got our three-step process here on the Kendall right. and Casey show. If you admit but he the didn't mistake, apologize. is that an apology, though? Well, no, it's, I, I, I think they're different. You know, I mean, saying I did something wrong and then offering remorse for it. I, I didn't feel like, he, I mean, at one point he says, I need to get help. And then at another point in your interview later on, he says, yeah, I'm going to continue to drink. So which one is it? Yeah. If I'm running a PR company, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a great line in the movie Armageddon where Ben Affleck's character is asking somebody, is this going to work? I don't know. Just just lie to me. Just tell me what I want to hear. Is right? this going to work? Like, just lie to me. Tell me you're not going to drink again. Say the right things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's a fine line between being, I'm being honest with you. I'm going to continue drinking. Okay, I appreciate the honesty. I guess that's you know what anybody can hope for. Mm-hmm. But is that the right approach? Just lie to me. Tell me you're not. Well, how is he saying at one side he's going to get help? What's he getting help with? Yeah, and then the other side he's saying I'm not going to drink. What for this? He's going to get help over the next year because he needs to get this out of his system. And 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 he's he's going to. One of the other things go through stages is he says in the or very early on, and I forget exactly how it was, but essentially he had been dealing with other things, and he basically admits I'm using was using alcohol as a coping mechanism. Well, that's not uh, man. I just had two Bud Lights and I thought I was under the limit and I went out. I mean, that's there's other things at play here. So phenomenal point by Casey. 
what are you getting help for if you say, well, I just misread my blood alcohol? And the thing is, like, everybody's going through something. Right. Like, every single person's got bills to pay, problems with their marriage, their kids, problem with work, you know, whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. Everybody's dealing with something doesn't give you the green light to go out and do that, especially now. And listen, nobody drinks at their job probably more (laughs) than the Hammer and Nigel show does, but we do it in a responsible way. And if there's ever a time where it's not in a responsible way, there are ways around it. Ubers and lifts and drivers and people to pick you up. You made a great point when you said, especially today with Uber, I mean, apps on your phone, you're two clicks away from a designated driver. And when you're in that position of power, somebody can come get you. Right. You even mentioned intern. Or here's an idea. If you got to sleep enough in your car... Don't put the thing. I was a in pro that broad ripple ten years ago. I mean, right? I mean, you would, you would. We all joke about how, and I literally used to do that. I had a buddy who lived in Broad Ripple. Sometimes he, you know, might come out with us, or he'd leave early, or whatever. So we didn't have a place. To, you just sleep in the back of your car. Is it the classiest of moves? No, but neither is taking home that chick from Southport. <laughs> we did that. I mean, come on. It's like you sleep in your in the garage for six hours. Wake up. Hey, hot dang, good to go. Let's go. But again. it was nighttime. Where was he going anyway? He was going to go home and go to bed. Right. Most likely. So. I, look, and here's the thing. I thought it Hammer's with us a segment early, and he's going to stay with us for the, the next segment, too. I, I love this because you and Nige do a great job every day, and you're great broadcasters. My favorite part of all this was the other people in Indianapolis media who seemed so surprised that you guys could <laughs> conduct an interview. What great questions by Hammer and Nigel. There wasn't a single poop joke in there. <laughs> they were surprised. <laughs> they, they, they've really been pushing back. They're really doing a nice job. It's like a compliment my mom gives me, <laughs> right? Like, I'll go to I'll go to see my parents this Sunday for like you know Father's Day stuff, and I'll ask my mom, "Hey, catch any of the shows?" I heard one; it sounded real. It's like you've got a real show. You've interviewed a lot of people over the years. What was your impression? How how did you feel after it was over? Did you feel like there was conviction behind what he was saying, or did you feel like he was just saying what he's supposed to say? Uh, were you? Did you feel like he was just trying to keep his job? Like, what what impression were you left with at the end? Other than the leaky oil part, which I I think is total BS. I think he was trying to hide from the cops. I agree with Nigel on that. Aside from that part, I think he believes every word that he said. He believes, well, uh, OJ also believes he didn't do it, right? You know, his angle is, I made a mistake. I'm going to own up to it. It's the whole everybody deserves a second chance thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard a lot of discussions, and I think you guys had one earlier today. Is there two systems of justice when it comes to this type of thing? And yes, there are two different justice systems. We see this right now with Donald Trump. Sure. But I asked a lot of police buddies of mine yesterday, is this normal? What Jim Lucas plead to, is this normal for somebody's first offense? And most of them said yes. It's not the sentencing, and I think we acknowledge that in the opening segment. It's not the, it's not the sentencing that I have an issue with. It is that magically, and I heard, you know, had a, we read the email from the attorney friend that I really trust, told me this, that there's no way the average person with the preponderance of evidence against him isn't charged, and then magically he goes uncharged, the blood draw, there's no way that should take two weeks. That's never been revealed. And then magically within one hour of him 
having charges filed against him. Hey, we've pled it and it's over and there's no media coverage of it. There's no one at the courthouse. There's no, you know, him in front of a photos of him in front of a judge. It seems like the prosecutor went out of his way to give him treatment in that perspective that the average person would not have. Or, you know, we live in this political bubble. Mm -hmm. Was the story not that big to where it warrants a press bubble outside the prosecutor's office? Well, I'm just saying every news media outlet in the state was was covered. I mean, look, right. The the cover up to me, everybody makes mistakes, mm-hmm. whatever. The cover up to me and the fact that he continues to spin that lie to you guys about I wasn't trying to hide from anyone. That to me is because because we trust him or right. supposed to trust him to make decisions for us and be transparent about them. And and again, I, I'm not going to turn into it. And, and I know you want to get to this, but I'm not going to turn on a jump on dump on Jim and how he treated Rob thing. But it comes back to the same thing I dealt with him just a few months ago. How do you know there's no plan on property taxes and the repeated bad mouthing and complete lack of transparency on that? It just seems like this sort of stuff just keeps playing out. A line in the conversation yesterday that I also had a problem with, and I think Ethan Hatcher may have brought this up on Twitter, maybe Tony Kennett, one of those two, uh, is when Jim Lucas says, well, nobody got killed. Yeah. Like, that's the bar. It sounds very dismissive of his behavior. I agree. I mean, nobody got killed, nobody got hurt, but somebody could have. Could have. have. (laughs) Right. Exactly. He's like, I'm good because I didn't kill anybody. But let this be a lesson that, you know, if you come on our program, we're going to be fair, we're going to be tough with you, and I would love to have Boss Hawk set, I would love to have Ryan Mears do the exact same thing that Jim Lucas did. Yeah, it was phenomenal radio. You and Nigel have said this for years, and you know how I loathe you, so I just hate (laughs) to say this out loud, are just phenomenal broadcasters, and they did a great job. job. Well, thank you. 